Welcome to the Avatar program. Soon, you're going to have a chance to undertake an amazing Navi rite of passage, flying on the back of this powerful animal called an Ekron, or as we call it, a podcast. Thousands of Disney podcasts on the internet, and this is one of them. I'm Jake. I'm Josh. I'm Jordan. And you're listening to Also, tonight we are playing the Rotten Tomato game, and we are playing it hard. Externals trailer drops and it is a movie california theme parks pull out the big guns and this is where jake inserts a clip from an acdc song Bam! main topic oh ryan gives us all the awkwardly personal detail of his recent disney world trip i hope you're ready ryan awkwardly oh well i mean you can go as awkward as you want which i hope you go hard well, first off, redundancy, right? You throw my name in there, you can just remove awkward. It's given. It's oh, the okay. brand. Um, but yeah, no, I have all the deets. A to Z, I'm ready. All right, I am ready to listen to my muggy buddy tell me the deets of his trip. God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> ah, two weeks ago! <laughs> don't think I don't have that written down, Ryan! I forgot! I didn't! <laughs> Jake was waiting for it. I've waited two weeks! And I loved it. Sweet <laughs> days. Oh, beautiful. I made matching shirts, Ryan. Okay, I'd actually wear that. Okay, yes. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so, listener, if you haven't noticed, Ryan's here. You know what, Ryan? Hi! You're just part of the family now. We've adopted you. Yeah. I, I noticed that I wasn't in that intro, but Ryan, otherwise I appreciate I it. I told you, I need your help. The back door is unlocked. I just need you to drive Whoa. here. Uh, drive. Just, you say that every week that Ryan is on. Josh, the and back I, door has been unlocked. And I tell him that I need help. Ryan, I've been here for five years. I need you to get me out of here. Hey, who left this back door open? Hold on. Guys, let me shut this. Hold on. Oh, no! No! Hey, hey, Jake! Jake, over here! Jake! Yeah, what? Yeah, what? what? I'm just, hold Jake. on, hold on a second. No, no, wait, no, Jake, I, I, I gotta show you something that's really important. I gotta... It's closed now. I just... Okay. Did you lock it? Uh, Jordan, what were you saying? Did you lock it? Jake? Yeah, it's locked. Okay. Jordan, I just got back. It's, it's locked, dude. There's no getting in it. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I, I knocked like one time. Oh, gosh. The cat almost right, got well, out. That was a close one. What were we saying? We have news or some shit? I don't know. Oh, before we get into that, I do have. Look, I don't like to self indulge, but I'm going to self indulge a little bit. Guys, I released a new episode of my cartoon. What the heck is Jake talking about? the heck is Jake talking about in this new episode of what the heck is Jake talking about? On this new episode of what the heck, what the heck is Jake talking about? Jake is talking about the horse statue of Denver International Airport, Blucifer. Well, his name is Blue Mustang, but no one's going to call Blucifer. him Blucifer. I'm going to be honest with you. Blue Mustang is much worse. Right? And have you ever... Now, Jake, 
that horse is fucking scary, especially when you drive to the airport at night. Yes. What, Jordan? Oh, Jake, correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard this horse was anatomically correct. Oh, that's the best part. It is anatomically correct. Yeah. Where We're is it anatomically correct? Everywhere. Did, didn't Everywhere? it fall off and kill the guy who built it? Oh, you you got to watch the episode and find out, Josh. Everywhere, Jordan. Yeah, I did watch the episode. You didn't say that which body part it was. I'm pretty sure it was the dick. Of course yes. it's the dick. The of fucking course. horse dick falls off. Here's, here's the, the thing. If it's any other part of that movie. horse statue <laughs> fell off, it would not be a horse statue. Do we agree? Oh, like, literally any other part, it wouldn't be a well, horse statue. So, I mean, they put the dick back on. So, so this guy is laying there dead with a horse dick on him. And, and someone comes up and finds him, right? And, <laughs> and they obviously reattach the horse dick. Yes, obviously. Like, like, that's the weirdest part of all this. Oh, that's the weirdest part? No, it's not. <laughs> no, who, who fucking... I, I will give you the weirdest part. The weirdest well, part is the one thing. guy who had to reattach it. <laughs> one dude with like Elmer's glue. Did they use Elmer's? <laughs> <laughs> Did they use Elmer's glue on the horse statue? <laughs> That'd be funny. It's like a made out of horse. <laughs> this horse is held together with horses. Horses! I just guarantee the one guy who's just putting that penis back on is like, yeah, this fucking sucks. Kind of like when you rub a balloon on your head and it sticks to everything with static electricity, but with horse dicks. <laughs> yes. It's just horse dick hair. Just... Oh, hold on. How many horse dicks have you rubbed on your head? How many have you not rubbed on your head? At least three, but that's yeah. that I have not <laughs> rubbed on my head. <laughs> I want to emphasize that I am not. Listen, an I mean, you know what, Jake? You know what, Jake? It's called the scientific method. Look it up. Oh, <laughs> I mean, let's just let's just say I'm in the control group with my not three horse sticks on my head. Uh-huh. So you that can... means you have every other horse stick on your head. Uh, correct. Not at the moment. What it would have been great if they asked the guy who got trampled by the horse stick if he was okay, and he just responds with like. Trampled by the horse dick. I think we got an episode title. Trampled by the horse I feel like dick with Ryan every time Stanford. I fucking every time I fucking come on this show, you guys always name the episode after some shit that I said. I mean, that's how we name episodes. <laughs> Trampled by the horse dick is Ryan's autobiography. Yeah. It, it... <laughs> I would actually keep that just so everyone gets through it and they're like, I gotta get to this part where he's trampled by a horse dick. <laughs> At the end, they're like, it was a metaphor. The horse dick was the friends we made all along while reading this autobiography. <laughs> and I was trampled by it. Aww. That means a lot to me. <laughs> so anyway, you can go watch that episode on our YouTube page. Just search for Mutineer Disaster Studios. And, or what the heck is Jake talking about? Or Blucifer. Which, if you actually don't search for Blucifer, because if you actually do that, a bunch of, like, just videos about blue Ford Mustangs come up, and it's weird. And I'm not making that up. Yeah, I yeah, tried. that's weird, Jake. That's weird. <laughs> I just wanted horse dick. And, and the rest of the horse. You know what? Just, we, we need to move on. Guys, all I heard is 
you say that you just want the first pick. Well, we got our end clip. I got that. Do <laughs> the Brazzers song. <laughs> I don't. There's a Brazzers song? Ah, uh, very cool playing that off. I mean, I know the Pornhub drum beat. Boom. Okay, well. Bottom <laughs> <Yeah>. in 4K. <laughs> uh, anyway, subscribe to my Pornhub channel. Anyway, go, go watch my cartoon. Guys, for the last week ever, me saying this without a sound effect, let's talk some Disney. Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> Good. Where okay. do you want to start? This is why we're adding the sound effect. You know, I want to start with some games. I, I feel like it'll, it's very lively. This week, in the cinemas, a film is coming out. Into theaters and on uh, that, was it? Premiere Access. Access. Yeah. yeah. But also theaters. This Friday, Cruella comes out. A.K.A. Disney's version of Harley Quinn. Which I'm totally fine with. You know it's true. No, it's true. I just I would throw some Devil Wears Prada in there to be healthy. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Which is also the last lady that played Cruella. So that's... No, it's not. Glenn Close was in Devil Wears Prada and... You're thinking of Meryl Streep. No, that was Meryl Streep. What? No. Was it? Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure. No, it was Glenn Close. If I am of use of one one thing in this world, it is to tell the difference between Glenn Close and Meryl Streep. I'm looking that this up. It. No, hold on. You can look it up. I will bet you infinite amount of money that it is not true. That Glenn Close was not in Devil Wears Prada. No, I'm talking about all of my Star Wars guys. No, I was talking yeah. about in 101 Dalmatians. I've never seen Devil Wears Prada. Well, Outside of her liking clothes, what the hell did you connect those two? Hold with? on, hold on. Your argument still doesn't make sense. <laughs> Jake's just sitting there going, "I'm pedaling backwards." Is Glenn Close not in Devil Wears Prada? No. no. Are you sure? You're thinking of yes. one old er woman, and that's Meryl Streep. No, no, I'm not thinking of anything. I'm making wide assumptions to a movie I've never seen. Should I see that movie? It's good. Yeah. The the oh, yeah. three main women are well, they're both good. Hold on, no, it's Anne Hathaway <laughs> in Devil Wears Prada. You confuse Anne Hathaway and Glenn Close? No, I can. I'm just. You know what? We need to move on. <laughs> yeah, so, the rules probably for the best. The rules of the Rotten Tomatoes game is we're going to gamble on what we think the Rotten Tomatoes score is currently for Cruella. And I haven't looked, and I know none of you have looked, Josh. I didn't even know it was coming out. Fantastic! So we're gonna. I haven't looked. But that's not a good game for me because I usually do. Wait, you have looked? I have not. Oh, wow. I'm just saying I, I normally would have. Okay, well I'm glad you didn't. So, I'm but gonna... it's it's also worth mentioning that these uh, that the majority of the reviews that will be on Rotten Tomatoes are probably already out because this was heavily screened about two weeks ago, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah, the premiere. They had, like, an actual premiere with people, with humans. Yeah. So it won't be, like, five. It'll be, like, 90 or so. So pretty deep. It was going to be, like, a Disney Channel movie that they're putting on Disney+. Plus. Well, those get reviewed, too. But here's the thing. They got Emma Thompson doing the logo. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be oh, fine God. with that. 
Ryan, as our, as our guest and our muggy buddy, you got to go first. What? And we're not doing prices right rules, Josh. No, if you go over, you're still in. Uh, we're just doing closest. Okay. Closest. All right. So, let me let me talk myself into this. So, I think Corella is probably going to be pretty okay. So, it's probably going to be about 75%. I give it like that's the base, all right? That's my starting point. Right. Now, the history of Disney Disney live action movies based off of cartoons from previous years have not historically been good. Uh, I, I think the highest rated one was Mulan. Jungle Book. I think. Uh, yeah, Jungle Book. That's true. Which that was, was critically acclaimed. A masterpiece. Jungle Book was amazing. So. What'd you say, Josh? I will say. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will say. I'm going to go with 63. All right. Ryan's got 63. Josh, what do you got? I'm, I'm just going in order of this grid on my screen. I was going to go 75, but Ryan's kind of tucked me out of it. I'll go with 70. An even 70. All right. Josh got an even 70. Jordan? I'm going 77. Ooh. Who's going to be the Price is Right dick? It's going to be uh, Jake, isn't it? No, I'm, I'm going 82. Oh. I figured you go 78 or something. <laughs> just blocking them out. Damn it. Can I change mine to 69? Nope. It's in pencil. I can't erase it. Currently, the Rotten Tomatoes score for Cruella is... Guys, you're not going to believe this. Is it 69? No. No score yet. They haven't released the reviews. It's under oh, yeah, embargo. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they've been doing that shit. I forgot about huh. that. We're not going to know until next week. All right, I better circle this. Well, no, no, we'll, we'll know on Thursday or Friday. Well, yeah, next week's episode, true. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, we'll know, but the... That's weird. Because, like, the, the actual premiere was last week or two weeks ago. Uh-huh. And I I've, I thought I've read some reviews for it, so it's not an embargo thing. Oh, weird. Maybe it is under embargo, and it's yeah. just, like, the, the yeah, one-sentence reviews. I think it's a, yeah, I think it's just, like, a, a score embargo some shit. Because um, it, it, all this shit started back with what? Panther, just assholes being fucking assholes because they don't like freaking woman superheroes or black superheroes. So yeah, that's no, he's he is right. It, you know, fucking misogynistic racist going to be fucking misogynistic. But then, but then those movies were just like just took off and did amazing in in the theaters, which they should have because they were. So yeah. Anyway, next up in news, now that we're all on edge from waiting to see what the Rotten Tomatoes scores are going to be. Speaking of movies, the Eternals trailer dropped today, finally. Guys? Yeah, the first one you sent me, you sent the group, yeah. I, I was really confused. I thought, like, it took me a while to figure out that it wasn't like some space link language at first. <laughs> Wait, what part? And, was and Eternals and just and a big... Finally, what, like a minute into it, I figured out it was like or some shit. It was what? Russian? It was like Russian or some shit like that. It was a Slavic language. Where? Is I that sound like it? Did you send him a foreign trailer? I yeah. don't think so. I sent him the yeah. one I watched and I understood it. Oh Jesus! It was it was fucking foreign, dude. Hold like, on. Yeah, Jake. Do you speak Russian? <laughs> I mean, I hang out with Dmitri enough. I might Jake, as well. Are you a Russian sleeper agent? Guys, we can end this, this episode now. right now. So, so forty-two so Eternals teaser trailer. <laughs> Ooh, <Ufficiale. laughs> 
<laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Hold, hold on, hold on. Can you hear that? No, don't put it up those speakers. We'll get a copyright strike. Okay. Oh, just, just wait. Just wait. Just keep waiting. <laughs> no, no, it's not there yet. They haven't started speaking. So somehow, it's it's this. I didn't send you the one that I watched because this one is from this one's from Marvel Italy. Oh, is that where it is? Uh, now I'm embarrassed. So the uh, turtles. Yeah. <laughs> Mamma mia! The one I watched was in English. <laughs> the whole movie is just that. It's just all the voices. I don't know what the fuck these guys are saying. All, all the voiceovers are just Mario and Luigi. <laughs> okay, so did you all see like the English trailer? Yes. Yeah, because Jordan was kind enough to send it. Thanks, Jordan. You're welcome. <laughs> I didn't realize I flubbed so bad on that. I don't know oh, how I sent one that I didn't watch. Face language, and you didn't. No one questioned that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no one watched it, probably. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay. Oh, look, Jake sent a trailer. Let's just ignore him. Let's... No. What? What am I, Josh? It, motherfucker. No, we just ignore you. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding, we don't. I do look at your stuff, even if I don't react. Anyway, I don't know what the hell an Eternal is. Um, I didn't... Okay, so before the trailer, I, I have no existing history of the Eternals. I don't know the comic book lore, nothing about it. I thought the trailer did a really good job of kind of painting the picture of what they are, essentially gods or like helping hands throughout time. Um, I have no idea how the hell it blends with the rest of the universe. Right. Where were they in the last five years in the MCU? Yeah. Well, the, and that's what's cool. The The last little bit of that trailer is what they kind of hint at with that. Yeah, but I, I have the answer to that. They vowed not to interfere, interfere with human life on Earth. Oh, really? Yeah, Until so now. Here's, here's here's the blurb on the internet. It says, "The Eternals, a race of immortal beings with superhuman powers, who have secretly lived on Earth for thousands of years, reunite to battle evil deviants." Huh? They must be really evil then, like more evil than wanting to destroy half the life in the universe. Uh-huh. So wait, hold on. If I didn't want to like help people with anything, I could just. Take a vow of no interference. Oh, oh, guys! I take a vow of no interference. <laughs> You're all on your own. Welcome to the next episode of Sinner Showdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I didn't realize this was that show. Hold on. <laughs> I have to watch like six video game movies. Oh shit! <laughs> Speaking of which. Just, just Wreck-It Ralph too good for you? Okay, it's not a video game movie. Yeah, let's 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 uh, take some time on this one. I actually it's had a, movie a heavy about a debate. Video game. It is a movie about video games. Like uh, it's a video game character that they created that references video games. It's not a movie based on a video game. The plot and characters within the movie are not from a video game specific plot. Okay, so, like, we're going to put Wreck-It Ralph in the same category as The Wizard. No. Yeah. Here's, the, here's my thing. 
you can't you have to put Wreck It Ralph in the same world as Ready Player One because they do the same thing. It's referential uh, stories, just like The Wizard. Sure. Yes, I just want to put Wreck It Ralph with The Wizard. Anyway, next up in news, with, with the guy from Star Wars in it. What? What? The... Wizard? Yeah. Mark Hamill? Lucas? No. Forrest Whitaker. Oh, he wasn't in Wizard. He's a he... truck driver, motherfucker. Look, we're going to get... No, you... Hold on. <laughs> Josh just referred to Forrest Whitaker... <laughs> As the guy from Star Wars. Listen, Josh isn't wrong. Josh is not wrong. Forrest Whitaker was in a Star Wars movie. But when you say the guy from Star Wars, how many people do you think of in your like mental Rolodex of Star Wars people before you get to Forrest Whitaker? It's not wrong. You're no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong at all. No, no, that, that, that could have that could have referred to it. A lot of different people. Yes, that is, that's what it is at least like, at like, least the deep forties, like including Cliff Clavin. My no, my my first also true. <laughs> <laughs> also true. The first place my mind went is in the Wizard. There's a kid named Lucas, and I was like, "Is this the reference Josh is trying to make?" Because he loves the power bad power glove. It's, it's so bad. Anyway, we're getting off topic here, guys. Let's talk about the California theme parks. Woo! So, last time Jordan was on... Woo! <laughs> did you just hype yourself? Yeah. Alright. Last time you were on, we, you, uh, we talked about how um, on June 15th, Disney World is going to stop taking temperature checks. California has gone full Florida, man, on Florida itself. Because on June 15th, the same day, California's like, 100% capacity, everything! Wait, really? Yeah! No shit? Yeah, 100% capacity in the California oh, theme God. parks. I don't think I like that. <laughs> it's measles all over again. <laughs> Name what? No. Name two times there's been a smallpox outbreak at a Disneyland park. Oh, it was a smallpox? It wasn't smallpox, it was fucking measles. Whatever. I don't know the difference anyway. But yeah, well, so... I- I'm for smallpox, so I'm good there. <laughs> but... Yeah, California's just like, all right, you're open. Now, I don't know if uh, non-California residents can go yet, but I looked and I've not been able to find a clear answer on that. But here's what's going to happen is we're going to record this tonight and then tomorrow, like at 9 a.m., they're going to announce that California, <laughs> just because that's the that's the luck of our podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's that seems to be... Uh, so, listener, the... as of right now on Monday night, May 24th, we do not know whether or not the California, non-California residents can visit these 100% capacity theme parks. Uh, at this moment, they are not. Uh, that's not the plan. Because uh, there's a lot of people on Twitter being like, all the people who are criti- critical of uh, all the changes to Disneyland with the Marvel Park and whatnot, Marvel Campus, Avengers Campus, I'm sorry, is uh, they're also going to be the ones who, the second that they allow outside travel into the parks will be the ones to buy tickets. So that snarky comment leads me to believe that they are currently not allowing anyone out of state into the park. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Until that changes tomorrow, just because it's our luck. Until it changes tomorrow, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Which, when this comes out, was three days ago. Or not. Are we mucking with the time continuum now? I guess we'll have to wait and see. 
Well, if only ja- if only Jake would have kept that whole not interfering thing in place. I, yeah, I it stood for like three minutes, and I've already just warped time and space itself. Um, I was totally wandering around the desert yesterday looking for wormholes. He was no, guys. This is true. He sent me pictures, and there were no wormholes. He felt like yeah, earth wormholes, yeah. and that was kind of disappointing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was I was looking for like wormholes and also sand. Well, the secret is to there, walk... There wasn't much sand there, though. It's not that type of desert. Oh, were you walking in rhythm? No, I was walking in Arizona. Oh, well, see, that's not going to attract a sandworm, is it? <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of Avengers Campus, we are going to spend next week's episode talking about all things Avengers Campus, so... You know, listener, hold off till then. We're, we're going to cover it. We're going to cover it all. Because next week, the friggin' Avengers Campus opens. And I'm excited. Make sure you tune in live so you can hear it uh, the night before it opens. Is right. that night or the week uh, that it opens? Uh, no, it, like, it opens next Tuesday. We record next Monday. So, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, right before it opens. It's gonna be Listen a, to it live. It'll be a party right here on Twitch. So, follow us and prepare for that. And on that... Guys, let's get right into our main topic. This is the whole reason Ryan is here. And, and like to amuse us and stuff. And, anyway, Ryan went... <laughs> that was awkward, which is good. Ryan went to Disney World, and we are going to hear all about it. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, two weeks ago for the Faithful Listener, I hijacked the feed for about five minutes. Because uh, I was actually at my room in Coronado Springs uh, for my first full day at Disney. Um, so it's the first real trip that my wife and I have taken. Uh, like, I, I say real vacation. We've traveled to Florida uh, during the pandemic, mostly at the end of last year. Um, going to, like, AW Dynamite Jacksonville to, like, meet my brother and everything or see him again. Uh, so this is the first real vacation we did, and it's no surprise to anyone that we chose Disney World out of all of them to do. But at the time, all the restrictions that they had in place, uh, it, it made us feel really safe and secure, both vaccinated, like we were really feeling comfortable about it. So we booked it, and uh, Jake, I keep thinking back to something that you said in the podcast where you said that you felt safer at Disney during the pandemic than you did in your like local supermarket. This is true, and yes... Yes, I did. And I I was like, I don't know, man. This is a lot of supermarket. It's a lot of supermarket with a lot of people. And uh, God, you nailed it. Like, it's it's <laughs> right? strange. Yeah. How secure you feel there. Um, because, like, they really don't, like, they really don't uh, mind telling people to put their masks back on. Like, if it's just, like, under their nose or something. Even if it's kids. Like, just walking up and be like, hey, put it up. Um, so, spoiler alert. The Friday that we were there, the last day that we were there fully, um, the CDC released their guidelines about the uh, masks wearing outdoors, how you didn't need to do it if you were vaccinated. And then uh, a few hours later, Universal dropped their news of we're not going to make you wear masks outdoors. So uh, I was there the morning at Disney Springs that they decided Disney dropped, you know, we're going to drop the masks outside if you don't want to. And uh, I will say that at Disney Springs, I can't speak for the parks, but for Disney Springs, I'd say about 70% of people were still wearing their masks outdoors, which, you know, was pretty nice to see a little bit of humanity or at least cautiousness, if not humanity. Um, 
But in, outside of that, and even with that, I still felt pretty safe throughout the parks. So let's go ahead and start there. <laughs> it felt very safe in the parks. But it was also my first time there um, where Minnie and Minnie's rail, or sorry, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway was open. And Rise of the Resistance was like an actual choice or an actual option. Not just, this has been open for two days. Get the hell out of here. You're not getting in. Um, so uh, we did the normal park thing. I, what do you guys think? I feel like it's not really a Disney trip if you don't see Magic Kingdom. Like Once you see Magic Kingdom, it feels like, or at least the castle, you're like, oh, it's a Disney trip. I mean, I, I agree with that. I yeah. totally agree with that. I, I usually started the Magic Kingdom to for it's that like, exact reason. I, I have I have modified it in recent years. Um, that I I've got to see the giant golf ball sometimes too. Yeah, and that's weird once, because once I, once I see the golf ball, then it's a Disney trip. So Animal Kingdom is usually the the park that Chelsea and I go to first. There's only been one time where we took a trip where our first park was Magic Kingdom, and ironically. Or unironically, I don't know, maybe. But it just so happened to have been the only trip we took with her family where we didn't stay on property. Hmm. Is it the Tree of Life or like you just try and get the park out of the way? No, it's <laughs> because our, on our first trip, that was the first park that we went to on our first trip. So I I think mm. that's that's just kind of the pattern that we we kept on. And I even threw something out there, like maybe a trip or two ago. I'm like, hey, how about we do our first day at this park? And then Chelsea said something like, why aren't we going to Animal Kingdom? So maybe for her, it's Animal Kingdom. Like seeing the Tree of Life and doing Animal Kingdom for yeah. her. So I I always feel like it's Disney the second I check into my resort. So the second oh, okay. that... So the second that... Uh, I get on the Magical Express from the airport, and I, I have that nice thirty-minute drive from the airport, and I'm watching the videos in the in the in the bus. Like that's that's usually when I'm like, okay, all right, I'm good. And then I get to my resort, and I'm like, yes, the now I am ready to go. Gotcha, so. and that's probably because travel has ceased. Like you finished your travel, and now you're officially in the vacation portion. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I'm going to open this Star Wars toy while you talk about your trip. So you might hear a little bit of background noise, but continue. No, that's your 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 fair game. Um, so Magic Kingdom is always the first one we tackle. Uh, Haunted Mansion is always the first ride we tackle if it's a possibility. And this was um, so ironically enough, it was the f- Magic Kingdom was the first and last park that we went to before in our trip. And Haunted Mansion was the first and last ride we did in our trip. Nice. So, uh, we just did Magic Kingdom all day, rested, and then, uh, we did actually have dinner reservations for Brown Derby, which is one of my favorite restaurants at Disney World. It's really good. Like, surprisingly the ball. good. Yeah. So, um, hold on, hold on one second, Ryan. Did you guys pay for the park hopping this trip? Yes. Okay. You did. Uh, and... and... Wait, say, say that, that again? again? I think I'm to the point where I'm not going to pay for why? Yeah. It just, to me, it, I don't think it's worth the price. Sure. 
Uh, so for us, it was because a lot of the dining reservations that we wanted to make were at different parks, and we didn't want to commit to like all day at those parks. Um, and also, we, we like to park hop when possible, just because sometimes the day are a little bit better at one park than the other. Um, if you're at Animal Kingdom at dark for any other reason than Pandora, I I don't know what's going on. But um, that's what we did this trip. We did do the park hopper. And for anyone unaware, the pandemic rules of park hopping is after 2 p.m. You can go to any park you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, before 2 p.m., you can't do it. Which worked out with our timeline of everything. So uh, we did that on Monday. Tuesday was an all Epcot day. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. I think we ended up eating at uh, Coral Reef, which is my other favorite restaurant at Walt Disney World. And I'll go ahead and skip to Wednesday. So Jordan's aware of this because I texted him nonstop. Wednesday and Friday were our designated Hollywood Studios days. So those were the I'm going to try my damnedest to get my Rise of the Resistance ticket days. Uh, Woke up at 7, well, like 6.50, whatever. Uh, 7 a.m. Jake, you have a question. Uh, Just real quick before, have you, prior to this, you've never been on Rise of the Resistance, right? Never. Okay, continue. Just, I needed that in mind. I had only done Smuggler's Run like once and I was... uh, I, I don't know what you call it. It's like the third row. You're not the pilot. You're not the gunner. You're the engineer. Thank you. I was the engineer. So essentially, way in the back. yeah, way in the back. <laughs> so, so uh, we went to Hollywood Studios. I woke up at like six fifty. It, it was no chance on the tickets. They were gone within seconds. Even though I did it right at seven, um, I was able to ride Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which fantastic, right? So, so much fun. So much fun. I, I don't know if it's enough to make me not miss the uh, great movie ride, but it's still a fantastic Wait. ride that I'm glad is there. Wait, someone actually misses the great movie ride? Josh, no. no, no, no this is fucking, it is the okay movie ride. It's a great ride. Of, no, it's a It's a ride about it, great movies. It's a great summer ride through air conditioning. I'll give you that too. Uh, look, I'm going to hold on to as much Xenomorph in Disney World as I can get. And Great Movie Ride was the last living remnant of Xenomorph in the park. So that's uh, that's fair. Unless they bring back the alien encounter, and then I'll take it back. But that wasn't a Xenomorph. It was just a random alien. No, the alien encounter was a Xenomorph at one time. They it replaced ins- it with a non. It was inspired by it. I thought it was an actual Xenomorph at one point. Uh, according to, uh, I actually just watched this episode of Imagineering. Michael Eisner wanted it to be a Xenomorph. And like it was a Xenomorph in the planning stages right up until like literally the last moment. And oh. then they imagined. So you, like, you're not wrong at all. And then, like they had like the artwork for it and everything. It just oh, never yeah, happened. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yes. I'm correct. with you. And then they made it Stitch. And yeah. So yeah. Um, anyways, uh, Miss great movie ride, but I'm not going to bitch about it because I enjoyed Runaway Railway. So, meat and potatoes. Got it. So, here's the thing. Uh, I was telling Jordan, at 1 p.m., uh, we got ready. Well, like, right right before 1 p.m., we got ready to do the virtual queue again, um, which is the only way that you can get passes for Rise of the Resistance. So, we're sitting down at uh, Rizzo's uh, Pizza Restaurant. Yeah, p- whatever. Pizza Rizzo. Thank you. Pizza Rizzo. Thank you. So, we were chilling out there. And uh, we were trying our damnedest to get these tickets. And by the way, for any listeners who actually do go to Disney World pretty uh, often, 
trick for you. I will uh, find the link for the person who sent this, and I'll send it to Jake to attach it to the episode somehow. But uh, Brooke, something Brooke is her name, and she has this great hint where you open your phone about five minutes before, you close every app that you have. Every single app that you have, close out of it till it's nothing. Uh, Turn off your Wi-Fi. Use solely your cellular data. Do not use the park Wi-Fi. Sometimes it gets bogged down, and it doesn't work in some areas for some reason. And then uh, you clear your entire party queue on your My Disney app. Uh, So then the only people in your queue are the people who you plan on getting tickets for for Rise of the Resistance. And once you do that, right at 1 o'clock, enter the virtual queue, do your thing, and it works perfectly. And she said it works every time. I tried it three times this trip. Each time it worked. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, do that 100%. And I thought maybe it's just a park thing. If I try it again on Friday at 7 a.m., who knows? Got it. No problem. So anyways, meat and potatoes. Got Rise of the Resistance. Freaking out. So excited. Torrential downpour. Like that, For anyone who's been in Galaxy's Edge, you know that there is nowhere to hide. Like it is just downpour unless you're on a ride. So we're drenched, soaked. And uh, while we're waiting or while we're trying to get the rain to pass... Uh, Rise of the Resistance sends us a, a notification that we're ready. We're boarding. I was like, well, I'm stuck in torrential downpour. So we ran through the rain. <laughs> we were like, well, we can either leave and come back another time, or we can run through this rain and try and get on this ride. So we get on the ride. <laughs> and we're soaked. And it's awful. But we're going to ride the ride, so we're pumped. So uh, I know Jordan has written it. Uh, Jake, you have? Oh, yeah. Uh, Josh, I'm guessing you have not. No, it wasn't open last time I was there. Just the uh, um, smuggler's room was. Yeah, I think that was my situation last time. It was built, but it wasn't just open yet, I think. If it was, it was like just open to where it wasn't going to happen. Um, so I will agree with what Jordan has told me, where it feels like every other ride that is built in an amusement park from here on out is off the standard of rise of the resistance if that is going to be the new standard for like parks uh, or rides at parks in general disney is out of the equation parks in general um i loved it i thought it was incredible here's the thing and i don't know if jake knows this yet uh we're riding through it we're getting towards the end here and uh we're going in the escape hatch uh the escape pod and we enter the escape pod thankfully taylor and i have our own car uh they have built well, Jake knows this. They've built the uh, dividers in between the rows so you can have two people or two parties in the car. It was still just us. We're riding along. We get onto the escape pod. And as we enter the escape pod, uh, an alarm starts blaring, which, I mean, the Star Destroyer is exploding. So typical. Uh, the car kind of stops suddenly and like thuds like this. The... Uh, the projector in front of us projecting uh, the space and everything with all the ships dropping uh, completely falls. Like you just see like the screen kind of go like this and fall. And we're just sitting there looking at nothing. We can hear like (laughs) Poe Dameron being like, yeah, I did it. Good job. And like, we're just sitting still stuck on a pod and like watching a half screen while an alarm blares. Audio finally cuts. We still hear the alarm three minutes of just nothing but alarm and i had never ridden the ride before so i was like this is dope like i feel like i'm stuck (laughs) 
Wait, where'd Josh go? Oh. Oh. I don't know, but it just completely ruined everything. Uh, oh, no. Right. Are we still recording? Yeah, we're still recording. You want me Are to we just still on Twitch? Ripping? We're still on Twitch. Okay. Well, then what did it ruin? Oh, actually, nothing. It's just... No. <laughs> <laughs> it just put uh, half of Ryan's picture and half of Josh's picture. I can fix this while Ryan talks. It's fine. It's fine, okay. guys. You want me to keep going? Oh, yeah, keep going. Okay. So we're stuck. Uh, <laughs> I'm convinced that we're not because I'm an optimist. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Right. No, we're stuck. Uh, they come over the announcement and say something. But in typical Disney fashion, they say it a little too fast and a little too quietly to where essentially I'm just like, all right, I guess we're stuck. I don't know what you just said. So ultimately, we were waiting in our car, stuck, doing nothing for about 10 to 15 minutes, I think. Um, and my understanding at that point is that it's right towards the end. So I'm not like mad or bummed. I'm actually kind of excited. I, I love this. Sh I kind of live for this shit of like <laughs> when you get to see more behind the scenes stuff. And we were stuck enough to where it wasn't like, okay, everyone, we're moving again. And it was fine. Like they had to fix three visible things before we could start moving again. So I was like, we're getting lifted out of this ride somehow. So um, uh, some dude from the First Order comes up and he's like hey guys i'm gonna try and get you out of here and I, I should say for anyone who hasn't written this i know you two know the cast members with the rebel alliance they're mostly in character they're just kind of like happy and upbeat and like hey we got to get this going first order is just straight up i will murder you if you do not get in this chair oh, if i could use a wrestling term they are kayfabing like a motherfucker heavily heavily kayfabed on the first order team so the First Order guy comes up and just loses all fucking kayfabe. And he's just like, yeah, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you out of here as soon as possible. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thought, that's fine. I thought you were going to say, like, the First Order guy comes up and just shoots you guys in the face. <laughs> <laughs> just, well, this is easier. Glad you didn't have time to escape. Uh, no, so he, he just broke kayfabe, which, look... I'm an adult. Like you, you can break it in front of me. It's fine. I'm not a kid. I don't have the illusion of like, I'm on the star destroyer. Like I know what this is. I will play along as long as you do. But if we're stuck on a ride, I do not want you to stress yourself out over like, Oh, I'm in character. Um, and I, I'm actually kind of glad that he didn't it was not the, <laughs> he was not the example though. So he gets us out of the ride. Uh, and he's like, all right, guys, we're going to walk through here. Please don't take any pictures. Please don't take any videos. We're going to walk through the Star Destroyer and then go down a flight of stairs and just walk out and you guys are good. I was like, okay, cool. No worries. Throughout this time when we're getting uh, removed from the uh, the pod and these other people being removed, there's also Rebel Alliance cast members who are helping. And the Rebel Alliance cast members and the First Order cast members are kind of like unsure of what the hell to do with each other. Because another party had, like, kids in it. So they're like, ha, ha, oh, you, like, trying to act mad at each other. Like, they're rivalry, or the, they're rivals. Uh, but they also knew that their important, like, factor in that matter was getting us the hell out of that ride. So they're just like, ha, I'm going to get you. Keep going. Like, trying to push us through the stairs. <laughs> Ooh, almost got you. Almost got you that time. I'm, I'm coming. And uh, the First Order guy was, like, walking us down the stairs, like, and we were effectively out of the the scenery of the ride. It's just a staircase at this point. And uh, there was someone from the Rebel team walking up the stairs as we were walking down. He was like, ha, First Order, ah! <laughs> like, he was trying, 
I was like, buddy, it's fine. Seriously, I'm not mad. Just just keep going. I know you guys are probably stressed. And um we get out of the ride and they tell us, Hey, look, uh, you know, here's a scan the magic band. Uh, you guys can come back and ride this at any time you want before the end of today. And it was like four o'clock. And like when a ride shuts down like that, you are not opening within an hour. Like you are closed for at least an hour. We had uh, reservations at Sanaa at like eight o'clock. I was like, uh, we're soaked. We got to go home. We got to change, uh, well, back to the hotel, change, go to Sanaa. Like we're just we can't do it. Like we we can't make it tonight. We'll go another day. Um, but I will say this: soaked to the bone, stuck on the ride, could not finish it. Still the best ride experience I've had at Disney World. <laughs> like it was the bomb. So like before walk before getting to the stairs, like when you were walking through the Star Destroyer, were you like walking through the ride scenes? Yeah, so you walk through, uh, you walk out of the area where your pod, your uh, escape pod drops, you walk out of that area, and I think what's supposed to happen is they do effectively drop you, because the, the, the screen makes it seem like you do drop, and I think you do drop yes. down an elevator, and uh, then that puts you on the bottom floor. So we were still two floors up and had to come down. Uh, so we backed up, and we were walking through that. We walked through the area where the animatronic of Kylo is trying to stop you and then gets, like, sucked out of the uh, ship because it gets, like, blown up. Yeah. Because, uh, like, something drops in front of him to, like, block him so you can't see him anymore. Right. So when we walked through that, there was just that thing in front of him that dropped down. Um, so we walked through that, and uh, we were just about to walk through those guns, the artillery guns that, like, shoot in and out. Oh, uh, and, and that's where the staircase was. Oh, but, I mean, like, legitimately, it's not lost on you guys, but for the listeners or the watchers, viewers, I guess, um, the level of detail that they put into that, the cue, the ride, the scenery, just to make you feel like you're there is unreal. And you just you completely forget that it's trackless, right? Like, you're, you're so busy looking at pretty much waist up, you yeah. stop looking down and you're like, holy shit, we're trackless. Yeah, no, and, and there's a lot to look at. Yeah, there is. And uh, I was, we were lucky enough to ride it a second time because we got the virtual uh, queue on Friday morning, thanks to that technique. And um, we got on the ride and we just pretty much knew exactly what we were looking for, right? Like we, we knew what was coming, but we were looking at the things we weren't looking at before. And just the level of details of, I think one of my favorite things was when you're uh, lifted uh, right in front of the, the, is it the AT-AT or the ATST with the four legs? The AT-AT is the four legs. ATST is a chicken walker with Perfect. two legs. So the AT-AT, when you're walking or when you're lifted up, you see like a guy operating on the um, AT-AT and he's like looking right at you, tells a stormtrooper. Stormtrooper grabs like a Gatlin gun. And uh, as you like turn the corner, he starts firing the Gatlin gun and you can see the lasers yeah. like flying past you and like hitting the wall. And you can see the wall change its like detail based on being hit. And it was just unreal. Both times that I saw yeah, it. Yeah, it was battle I mean, damage. I mean, they built. Okay, so help me with this. I, I do not think it's a mirror because I didn't see my reflection in it. Did they build four AT-ATs? No, it's a mirror. It is a mirror. Okay. Yeah. So, but it's at an angle because I looked into it. So they built two. And then the way that that one in the back is angled because it's like that door is kind of halfway shut. So you can kind of see through it, you know? Yeah. But you're just looking at the butts of the ones in front of you. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Yeah, so I looked for the mirror, but I didn't see it. So I thought they built four. But I mean, still, to build two of those suckers. Right? Like Crazy. Yeah. For Star yeah. Wars, for Star Tours, they couldn't even build, build an entire one. And then they put yeah. two. <laughs> and then yeah, they put it... two real ones inside of a building. <laughs> yeah. And you yep. put the half one on the outside of a building. So here's the fun part. And, and this is really what it's all about. Like my wife, I was telling Jordan, my wife, Taylor, is a, a very big Star Wars fan. And I think it kind of it was bonding with her dad over Star Wars. But there was something about The Force Awakens with introducing Rey and really embracing Le- uh, Leia's side of the story where she felt like, OK, it's actually for women again. Yeah. Like it's not it's like dividing fandom of, oh, well, it's tos- to- uh, toxic masculinity, which it still was. But it had this like very good idea of like Rey and Leia and actually embracing this idea. So she was a big fan of it. It is a big fan of it, I should say. Uh, she did not know. She knew nothing of the ride. Nothing. She was like, I haven't watched anything. I haven't looked at anything. Is it a roller coaster? Is it a boat ride? And I was like, yes. Like, just, just don't look at anything. It's all of that. Sure. And I didn't want to, like, hype it up for her too much, even though I knew what it was. Um so I just told her not to look at it and just, you know, move on. And again, she was soaked and she takes it worse than me. I mean, she's, you know, wet. Her clothes are ruined. I get it completely. She was soaked. She was tired. She's been walking around all day and she's still just fucking lit up the minute that like, well, okay. So we board the, um, the transportation thing, whatever, the cargo thing, which, which hold on let, before, before you go a little bit more into detail, this might be my, the most impressive part of the ride to me. Yeah, because you go in and then you do it like you you walk in one side and you can clearly see on the other side of the transport that that's the other door. Right. Yeah. You're like, oh, we we entered this side. It's going to shake around to feel like we're flying. And then the other door is going to open. And there's the there's the the ride building is that's what it's opening up to. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. No, we walked out the same goddamn door. That we walked in. And then you were in space. That's what fucking blew my mind. Was that part. I'm like, oh shit. I completely agree with that. That's what blew Taylor's mind too, right? Because I I told her, at any point now, from now on, we're on the ride. When we were waiting partially outside after the Ray hologram and BB-8 to board that cargo thing. I told her, like, this is the ride. Like, from now on, this is the ride. And we stood in that little like pod area watching like Lieutenant Beck talk and everything. Mm-hmm. And she leaned over and she was like, This is the fucking ride. <laughs> like I could hear her voice being like, I wasted fucking five hours for this shit. <laughs> We're waiting next to a pole. This is the ride. And I was like, it's just calm down. It's fine. Like you're you're gonna be okay. So I think she was probably waiting for the same thing, right? We walked out one door, we're gonna walk out the other. And then when the same door opens and someone walks out, she's like, okay, that's interesting. What the hell is behind her? And she just walks out and it's the entire, like, I guess like the cargo entrance of the Star Destroyer. Yeah. Yeah. And all those stormtroopers are standing there and there's like an actual fucking, um, I can't think of it. TIE fighter. Okay. Thank you. TIE fighter. There's an actual TIE fighter, like, lifted up and put up against the wall and just the amount of detail like she 
cried and she cried hard because it was like i'm in the rock i'm in the movie dude i almost here on that part i i was with my kids so i had to suck it up otherwise i would have so no, dude, I, let that out. when when we wrote it for the first time we were with uh jeremy and kara from the magic geekdom mm-hmm. and whenever we walked out i turned to jeremy and i was like that's the door we walked in from and jeremy's like yeah dude this is pretty badass because <laughs> he had already re- he had already been on it a couple times. As a matter of fact, he was filming my reactions for his vlog. <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 we, we ended up being the last of two groups of people to to make our way into. Like where they where they sort you in the hallway, the like the the hallway of the Imperial Star Destroyer or the First Order Star Destroyer, yeah. because I was too busy looking at all of the stormtroopers and all of the Tie Fighters flying on the screen. Well, yeah. the, the screen. Like, can can we talk about? Look, if if this podcast just turned into people getting back from Disney World and writing that for their first time, and we just gushed about this one room, I'd be totally fine with it because this first room. In the Star Destroyer was the most amazing thing because that that screen, out, th- dude, that looked like space. That had depth to it, right? Yeah, like that's yeah. The screen and the stormtroopers and you know the subtle movements of the stormtroopers. So he's like, like my kids were like, are those real? I was like, you know what? Yes, those are real stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a good way to a uh, a good way to summarize it is. The next day, we rode. We went to Animal Kingdom, and we rode the Navi River ride, whatever it's called, River Journey. Uh-huh. Um, and we rode that, and it's like the second or third time that we have ridden that. But looking at the detail of that, I mean, and it's beautiful. It's it's serene yeah. and beautiful. That's pretty much it. That animatronic is mind blowing, but that's pretty much it. But when you're looking, you can see like, okay, that's a lantern. There's a light. Here's all of this stuff that like creates that. Like you can see where things come from. This ride hides everything. Yeah. Yes. Everything is completely immersive to where if you look around, you are seeing what they want you to see. Exactly. And that's it. So let me ask you this, Ryan, because I know I, I know the second part of this story because you were able to get you were, you know, spoiler alert, you were able to get another uh, another um, boarding pass. So you were actually yeah. able to ride it again uninterrupted the second time, which we'll get the, to that shortly. Bone dry. Yeah. Did you? I can't. I can't remember where this part is in the ride. But did you get to the part the first time where Kylo Ren's lightsaber comes through the ceiling? Both times we did. Okay. Okay. That's the part where I'm like, I, I kind of want to know how that's done, but I also kind of don't want to know how it's done because I don't want it. Because I don't want to. I don't want to be able to unsee the magic behind it. Yeah, but the the part where his lightsaber cuts through the ceiling, it's like holy shit! How did that happen, <laughs> Jake? I watched the thing about how that happens. Good news, Jordan. I still don't know how it happens, and I can't not see how it happens. That is one of the most effective effects I've ever seen. I have no idea how well, it happens. There's like five audible holy shit moments that my wife had, and I kind of shared them. One, even knowing it was coming, the cargo, bay, the cargo bay. When you walk, you walk out of the same door you walked in. You're completely transported. Because again, it's worth noting that when you're on this like little cargo thing, like the ship, 
you can feel it moving, but it's not like rocking and rubbing to where you're like, right. oh shit, we're definitely moving. It just feels kind of like someone's like tilting you left and right and that's it. <laughs> My only guess is that it spins. And while it's spinning, it's like rotating back and forth to make you feel like you're moving. And that's how the doors open and you're in the same or your same doors, different area. And then it just like reverses itself. That's my only guess. I don't think it actually like moves, moves. I think it just rotates. But nonetheless, that's one. Two, what like seeing all those stormtroopers and walking through the hall and the rest of the queue being just um, you're immersed in the uh, starship or the Star Destroyer. Dude's flipping out. That's two. Three. The ATAT. Oh no, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. You are put in a prison cell um, to be tortured, mm-hmm. and that whole thing is effective. They do a really good job with screens of making it feel like you're actually there, especially when Kylo uses his force and everything just kind of like drowns out the noise, and it's just you and him in pitch black. Effective, but that wasn't the one. The thing that got her was you can hear things moving above you and to the left of you. And all of a sudden you hear like a lightsaber and you look and you can see the damn lightsaber like uh, burning through like a door shaped hole in the in the wall. And then when you see that, the door actually comes up and out. Like they actually cut a hole through the wall and then got you through it. Yeah. She was like, uh, holy shit. <laughs> then we get in it. The ATAT. she was like, what the fuck? Those are real. That's in front of me right now. She was flipping out over that. Uh, and then I think the, well, first off, she has a huge boner for Kylo Ren. So anytime he was on. Who doesn't? Well, okay, fair. He had his mask on, though, so I, I question that, but All still. Right. So, uh, his helmet, but whatever. So I would say that the last one was probably her, the lightsaber. The saber that, like, the second time he tries to get you and he, launch, he jumps on your uh, whatever room you're in. Just for the listener who hasn't written it yet a lightsaber just comes down through the roof of where you are and just burns like uh, the a smiley face, essentially like the mouth of a smiley face, half a circle. And uh, I, I, to answer your question, Jordan, I, I have no fucking idea. No. I've seen it twice. I looked for it both times. I have no idea how they do it. And I'm kind of with you. Like, I'm afraid that if I do watch whatever Jake watched, that it would kind of ruin it for me, even if it didn't ruin it for him. I kind of just want to walk in being like, it's just Kylo burning through the ceiling. Yeah. That's where I want to leave it. But I, an, another big thing for me was the guns, right? And it's 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 impressive, kind of, but it's just more so you didn't have to do that. You did not have to build these trackless vehicles to go in and out of these guns as they're shooting and actually have the guns move up and back. You didn't have to do that. You did. It's incredible. Like it just, it was an added detail that made it feel super real and right in front of you. So overall, I mean, I feel like the ride or the whole uh, week of spending at Disney was kind of based around rise of the resistance. And it's fair because like it was single-handedly one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of. And to be able to share that with my wife, who is just so heavily influenced by star Wars and like kind of felt uh, excommunicated from like a nerd culture because of everything behind star Wars it was just kind of incredible to see her so immersed into it and not know a single damn thing about it. And it was just as amazing the second time for her, even though she knew what was coming, minus the last 45 seconds or so. And it really was the last 45 seconds that we missed out on when we were stuck. So Yeah, like you were um, almost done. 
Yeah. And someone like told me, they're like, dude, you get stuck on like every ride when you ride Disney. Like you always post videos of like how you're stuck. Like, why would I ever want to go on it? And I was like, it's worth noting that when I say stuck, I just literally mean I'm not moving. I'm not like, help, get me out of here. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm sitting in the graveyard rocking grim grinning ghosts. Like, I'm cool. Leave me here for another five minutes. I'm, I'm down to vibe. Like, this is cool. You it were, didn't ruin any experience for me. You were the 1,000th guest. Yeah, well, <laughs> I felt like it. There was the only time that I got stuck at Disney that I will not say that I vibed with was I ran into my ex-girlfriend. Wait, it keeps going. We hung out with her and her uh, current boyfriend. Wait, it keeps going. We rode Pirates of the Caribbean together and sat in the same row, which was very cramped. And we got to the scene where um, you guys know that at the end of Pirates of the Caribbean, when you're passing like the jail cell and the guys are like whistling for the dog for the key, that's about the time that the ship that the ships kind of like hit each other. You get yes. a little like laggy, and you have to wait a few minutes while they like get the ships going. We sat there in front of the cell for an hour and twenty minutes, <clears throat> and it's worth noting. That the jail cell, all we hear is just whistling and hear doggy doggy. So I felt it was kind of funny for 20 minutes. And then for the next 40, I felt like I was being like tortured, and, like brainwashed to where like I don't want to hear whistling ever again. <laughs> but uh, that was the worst. Otherwise, every other time I've been stuck at Disney, pretty much delightful. So, um,. There's really not much of an experience outside of that, honestly. Like, I, I would like to say that there is something else. The restaurants that we tried were incredible. If you haven't done Sanaa, do Sanaa. Yeah, uh, if you, it, it's incredible. Seriously, go try it. Um, you got to do the, I mean, everyone's going to tell you this, but you got to do the um, flatbread appetizer. Service. Yeah. Bread service. Every sauce kicks ass. Every every sauce rules. So you got to do it. I love sauce. Uh, Chefs so, of France, never, I would never do it again. I didn't care. That's what I've heard. So we, you kind of skipped over your first day and your second day at Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Was there anything? I wanted to make sure I had time for Rise of the Resistance, but yeah, that's that's fair. But did you? Was there anything significant about those days? Like, did you do anything that was like something that you hadn't done before, or or was it just a, a standard Disney day? So Magic Kingdom, I, I would be hard pressed to find something I haven't done yet there um i've ridden every ride with the exception of the enchanted story with bell or whatever which isn't open or the um the meeting with the princesses which i've done some of them not each of them but again that's not open during the pandemic um i think we did little mermaid under the sea haunted mansion uh space ranger spin people mover um something else I can't remember, but we were mostly doing shopping there too. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, the first day at magic kingdom, it was kind of more of a holy shit. We're at Disney in a pandemic. Like it's, we were actually here at Disney again. We didn't know this would ever happen. So it was more of that. So it felt kind of new and like different. Um, I will say though, that with Epcot and Jordan knows this, uh, we did pretty much all the rides we would Soren, find Nemo, live with the land, which is the best ride. And uh, we went up, to the countries and I actually got to stop by Taylor was like, well, I want to do Japan. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I was like, we're going to America. This is the one time that I will ever say this, but I, I want to go to the America pavilion in Epcot because I have to see 
the jazz tribute that they have. And it's small. It's it's a very could small been, corner. Could have been a lot bigger. Could have been a lot should've, bigger. I think it should have taken up that whole area that's on the other side of that wall, which yeah. uh, I, I didn't go in this time, but I know it's a tribute to like just American history of like artifacts and whatnot. You're and not cur- the only person. Um, my buddy Sean, uh, Sean Roselle on mm-hmm. YouTube, he yeah. did a whole video about how Disney had every opportunity to to tell a great black history story with uh, the history of jazz. And they just kind of, for lack of a better phrase, just kind of shit the bed with it. Yeah. And, and, and I, I'll agree with that. But what I will say is that it feels like they gave the right team a very limited amount of space. If they gave the right team the right amount of space, it would have been perfect because mm-hmm. what they did have felt very thorough. It didn't just feel like, Hey, we have Louis Armstrong's uh, trumpet. Here you go. Hey, we got Bix's uh, the little cornet thing. We're fine. Whatever. Move on. It felt like, well, here's the history of it. Here's the meaning of it. They had um, what I didn't take pictures of. They had like uh, posters on the walls that kind of depicted where jazz started, how it came to uh, like where its place in America is, its legacy. And this is the thing I was most impressed with, where jazz is now. And I thought they would have just been like, jazz is everywhere. Like, jazz is in rock. But instead, like, they were like, you know, Lady Gaga. She's she's tackled jazz. She's trying to bring it back to you. This is the thing I really loved. Thundercat. They mentioned Thundercat at Disney World. That's like, pretty awesome. I was, I was flipping out. I was like, to be able to, like, you know, name drop him and mention him with jazz and, like, it influences, that tells me that the right people were on this. They just didn't get all of the resources that they needed. So I will give the team that. It felt very halt- heartfelt. Just wasn't enough space for me. But still very cool to where I looked at it and I was kind of amazed. And then I sat down and I was like, oh, shit, I should tell Jordan. <laughs> like, see what pictures I can get for this. And to uh, the defense of, you know, how interested that or how interesting that exhibit is to people, uh, when I put it on uh, Instagram with the caption, um, and this is true, uh, someone was looking at the Louis Armstrong trumpet and was like, oh, yeah, this song, this song, is that you, Santa Claus? I was like, no, uh, I, I did say that. But anyways, point is, <laughs> I took a picture of that and I put it on Instagram. Like five people were like, what other things are there? Like, is there anyone else's instrument, anyone else's sticks, music notes, like anything? What is there? And can you send me a picture? Because they were teachers and they were like teaching these uh artists and the whole jazz uh method to like other people in their class so there's a want for that stuff and i i hope that like disney keeps that up because i don't know when it dropped but soul came out in december so it must have been like january or so right uh it didn't happen until yeah it was like february or march okay so at least two or three months they've kept it up I, I hope they continue to because I don't know what was there previously, but it it didn't feel like it was it, taking. It up used space. to be it used to be more like American artifacts, like like the cotton gin and or uh, you know shit like that. The cotton gin is is a piece of shit I, racist I, invention, but I think that's actually the subtitle of the uh, cotton gin. Yeah, yeah, the cotton yeah. gin or shit like that. I think that's on there. Yeah. But yeah, um, we we say it we say it in a 1920s uh, newsreader voice. 
The cotton yeah. gin. Or the cotton like that. gin. Welcome home, how people boy. worked in the 1790s, didn't you know, son? <laughs> I love that, especially when there's like uh like thousands of people marching and they're like, "Welcome home, boys." That's uh, <laughs> I hate that voice. I love that voice, but I hate it. Um, but that was that was about it. Animal Kingdom. There wasn't too much more. Um, we were mostly trying to get in like. We're in our 30s, so like, especially my wife being like the the vlogger and blogger that she is, she was like, "I need all of the food, I need pictures of it now." So that was kind of like half of our trip was like, "Where can we stop? Where's the interesting food, the pretty food?" And that was like most of Epcot, right? The Flower and Garden Festival, um, which is the first time that we've been able to or we could walk into. I do not know what it's called, but it's in between uh, Britain. And Canada. It's the Festival uh, Center or something. Yes, the Festival Center. Uh, we've never been able to walk in there before. This was the first time that we actually were. And you could try a bunch of foods. They had like a piano that was playing music at certain times. It's very pretty. But the the main thing... Oh, and we rode the Skyliner, which is... When I read it, like, when I was waiting in line, I was like, I've ridden the Sky Buckets at Six Flags. I'm okay. I know what this is. We're okay. Um... Taylor was still very invested. She wanted to write it. So waited in line for a few minutes. We got on. As soon as it took off, completely different experience. Elevated. <laughs> and of course it is. It's Disney. It's it's Sky Buckets Elevated. And it was just and, euphoria. Yeah. And like, we just, we got to, we didn't know, this is true. We did not know where it was going. Like, I was like, oh, can this take us back to like the resort? She's like, no. Like, okay, where's it taking us? She's like, let's find out. We got yes. on it. And when we got off, I think we were at, um, we took the next one to Art of Animation, but I don't know where it took us off the first time. It's at the uh, uh, Caribbean Beach. Yes, it was a Caribbean Beach. Thank you. So we got off at Caribbean Beach, and then we got back on to go to Art of Animation, and then we just got a lift from Art of Animation back to our resort. Because um, those were the two days that we took the shuttle. Uh, and then after that, we were like, we're just going to drive. Uh, the shuttle was probably the most nervous, most nerving experience at uh, Disney during a pandemic, just because like they put the those shuttles aren't very comfortable on their own. Uh, like three years ago, not a very heavily populated day. Those shuttles are not great. Right. So you put uh, dividers in between them. You put that bar, which is essentially half the seat, if we're being generous. Uh, not very comfortable. So you're kind of just like, I want to get the hell out of here. We just drove. So um, I've taken up a lot of that time. But the point is, <laughs> I had a lot of fun. It's surprisingly safe. Surprisingly secure and safe. I, I never once realized I had my mask on. You kind of forget about it. The Disney masks themselves are so comfortable. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. yes. The most yeah. breathable mask I've ever had. So those I... I ordered a set of those online whenever they were 20 bucks. It was a pack of four for 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. They still are. And I should have, I should have bought more. I think like about a month ago I saw on shop Disney, they were on sale for packs of four were $8. And I was thinking about getting a Marvel pack. Cause I have uh two, <laughs> I have an accidental two star Wars packs because I had ordered, I ordered like the, the pack with, um, it was the Haunted Mansion, the Tiki Birds, uh, Space Mountain, and uh, there was a fourth one in there. I can't remember what it was. Oh, Small World. Um, mm -hmm. 
And those were those were the that's whenever they were doing like the the version one where it was just like heavy cloth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, I like these enough because they they fit my face well. Like I they they felt comfortable. And so I was like, well, I'm gonna get a pack of Star Wars ones. So I ordered a pack of Star Wars ones. I think just a few days after Christmas. And they came, and then a week later, I got another pack of the same ones. So Disney actually shipped it out twice, and I got two different, I got two packs of the same thing. So I have the eight eight Star Wars masks. Um, but call that a win. But the second go around, they started using the new material that's lighter, but it like it just it feels like it, I, I I never thought I could you know I the masks don't hinder breathing, but. But the lighter material made it felt like it was less heavy on yeah. my face. It if definitely that makes feels any sense. less. It, like if you cover your mouth with your hand, that's kind of how like a normal mask feels to be. Like I can still breathe, but you very much feel it. Yeah. Um, but if you put on those Disney masks, you still feel safe and secure, but it's so breathable. And like even when it's hot out, which it was at times, uh, and like you're walking a lot and you're kind of like breathing a little heavier. Even then, like it's not it's not noticeable. You don't feel like you're any hotter underneath. You just feel the same everywhere. I could barely again barely feel it on me, with the exception of glasses, which Jordan, I'm sure you feel sometimes with it pushing down on your glasses. But so what I did is uh, I found something on Amazon, and it's an elastic strap, so that has hmm. like an a, an adjustable buckle on it, and it hooks on to the two loops of your mask, and you tighten it so it doesn't like the it doesn't have to go around your ears. It just hangs mm. around, like holds on. Uh, the strap just makes it hold on just around your neck. So like just down in this area right here, like under your ears. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can you can adjust it, and you know if you you still want the loops to go around your ears, you can adjust it to where that happens but you still have the strap going around your around the back of your head and, and it's holding your mask up and i know jake doesn't have this problem but you and i ryan both wear glasses so yeah. i'm sure you probably get a lot of the the glasses fog going on and the something with the disney masks that i found that is if they're the perfect shape to where if you tuck it underneath the nose of your glasses not only does it help the mask stay up but it completely eliminates any fogging of the glasses yeah and i'm a huge like i i I suffer majorly from anxiety and one of the things i was nervous about up until the trip was i I don't want to just walk around all these parks that i love so much and not be able to see and fog up my glasses and be worried about whether i'm fully covering both my nose and my mouth and uh i think the one mask that i wore to magic kingdom was just kind of like you know serviceable it was fine and as soon as i found that soul mask and i swept it out when i went to the bathroom I was like, uh, <laughs> these extra large masks are a godsend because it's big yes. enough to where you can both put it here. And with this length of beard that I have, I could put it right underneath it. So yeah. any picture that I took, you didn't see like that annoying thing where like this is sticking out. Yeah. Um, so just a godsend. And I picked up like two more of those. And uh, Taylor picked up a few because she saw how comfortable it was on my face. I picked up one for my buddy. And I'm. I mean, look, masks seem like they're kind of not on their way out, but they're not as prevalent as they were. So I'm hesitant to buy more from Disney. But I mean, with the flu count that came out this, uh, I think it was today, the flu count dropped uh, from 
21 million to like it was like thousand yeah it was crazy did you not jay did you see that uh thing i retweeted no let me uh let me find it and so, it's important. It's important to note that this is just specifically flu. This isn't talking about right. COVID, but it's flu. This isn't. This isn't. Yeah, exactly. So, one of the biggest things that I kept on hearing during the entire pandemic was, uh, I don't think the masks really work. And here's here's my evidence to where I think I think it does work. So, the article said, flu cases were at an all time low during the 2021 flu season. It went down from 38 million cases in the 2019 to 20 season to 2,038. 2,000? 38 million down to 2,038. And I can tell you that people were probably getting, like, more people were probably getting flu shots. People were wearing masks and people were socially distancing. Uh, And everybody was also working, the majority of people were also working from home. Um, so the fact that there was less interaction, human interaction during the era of COVID, like that, like shows that yes, all of those things did indeed help because not only, not only did it help COVID not spread, but it helped other things such as the flu not spread. How funny would it be if we just like accidentally eradicated the flu? Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like while fighting COVID, it's like, oh shit! I guess the flu's gone forever. And other, I mean, it won't, and other but... countries are like, yeah, <laughs> you've been doing this shit for years. What have you been doing? Uh-huh. Right? See, I would be t- so. Yeah. <laughs> the the end result is uh, maybe not so much now with all the what you said June fifteenth. They're opening all of the capacity uh, in California. Oh, not Florida. Not Florida yet. No, California beat Florida to that punch, which is wildly surprising. Look, summer yeah, months are pretty much ball. here. Yeah, I, I'm w- with how quickly they changed their minds when the CDC released those guidelines. I think they're going to be pretty fast to respond if CDC says, "Yeah, we could probably allow a little more wiggle room." They're like, "100% capacity, let's go." <laughs> We're going to be wiggling yeah. all over this. I'm kind of surprised. I'm kind of surprised that California out Florida Florida on right. that one. That's- like that one. That's that's still shocking to me. Yeah, and I think I don't know what California's cases look like versus Florida's, but especially if they're not letting outside states come in. I mean, Florida's certainly letting people do that. So yeah, I would also I would also probably bank that on the percentage of people in the state that's vaccinated versus the percentage because I I looked up Georgia's number, and uh, I don't even want to know. Don't tell me. Thirty nine percent. Has been double vaccinated. No, okay. it wasn't thirty nine. No, it wasn't. It was thirty point nine. Thirty point nine have been double vaccinated. <laughs> and how many p? And what was it like? How many people had been seeing like one dose, Jake? I feel like it what was, was like it forty or something or thirty eight? That's okay. So my numbers were 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 backwards. Yeah. Yeah. So was that sixty eight percent have been vaccinated? Well. No, not fully. No. There okay, were... but when you say one, when you say one shot, though, are you talking about Johnson and Johnson, no, or like they no, just no, never no, got no, the second? No, no, one, one of the two doses. One oh. of the two doses. So there were. It was uh. What, what was the number again, Jake? You 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 remember it? Thirty-eight 
percent or thirty nine percent for one dose. Yeah. So the majority, like less than half of the of the state, has had the first dose, and even less than that have had the second dose. So uh, was it twenty nine percent of the people in the country? Less than a third of the people in the country, not the country, our state, have been fully vaccinated. Yeah, so I got the numbers right here. If you want, so at least one dose, thirty eight point seven percent of Georgians, and fully vaccinated, thirty point seven percent of Georgians. As so, what's Cal? What's California's number? California is kicking ass. It's a little bit higher. So for California. At least one dose, they're at 55.4%. Okay. And fully vaccinated is 41.5%, which... I'll take that. That's, yeah. But there are also there's also more people in California than there are in Georgia. Like, that's a... That's a like, especially around, like, the Anaheim and L.A. area, like, that's much more densely populated. Yeah, and so, like, yeah. even one shot does have some efficacy to it. So if you want to look at it just roughly, like half of Californians, you know, aren't going to get this right now, like as of right now. Yeah, so. I mean, and as as depressing as it may sound, I'm pretty happy with half. Half is a pretty good number in a world of, you know, Facebook media and yeah. Fox News. Right, exactly. And it's also not taking into account whatever kind of immunity those have who've had the virus uh, currently have which i don't know the sure. science behind that i know that it's possible they can get it again but it's possible i need i need some finality to it because there's a lot of people who have been like well i got it once so i'm fine where i'm like that's a very thin line to ride yeah no that's right. no <laughs> so so yeah but overall a great trip i would totally go again in uh you know in now times um certainly when things get a little bit uh calmer with it but who knows with what guidelines they open up or guidelines come out what restrictions they put up um but with the way they had it uh i i was as comfortable as i have been if not a little more so uh, at that park yeah completely agree so that's good so yeah i think that'll do it for today hey ryan thanks wait for- hold on hold on no <laughs> Nope, it's not. Calm down. It's not going to do it for today. Hey, hey, buddy, I'm sure you're grabbing an action figure. You got to put your hands up because right now this is horrible positioning. No, I'm I'm buffing my watch. Uh, That's what I was afraid of. Yeah. Uh, Also, my watch is my penis. Um, Oh, well. What time is it, girl? uh, It's about skin (laughs) o'clock. My favorite time. It's. uh, uh, foreskin o'clock. Um, <laughs> Damn it! Did you pick up anything cool as far as like uh, souvenirs or like? Did because I know you picked some stuff up for me, but did you find anything cool where you're like, oh, this has to come home with us? Like, did you get anything super cool uh, souvenir wise? Hence the name Muggy Buddies. I've clearly bought a mug. Um, I you bought a mug for me. Yes, I did. Uh, I bought. Uh, I also bought you the phone case. This was a very gift-heavy trip, and I think because everyone needs a little bit of Disney, it was very like it was kind of my pleasure to like go out of my way and get this stuff. Um, I didn't find a ton for me. I found a couple things for me. The thing that was pretty much a no-brainer, like just the minute I saw it, it was like, well, yoink, was uh, 
I was looking. I always look at the magic bands just to see if there's one specifically that kind of catches my eye, whether it's all color or like a certain design. Um, and I haven't really found one. And then when I was looking through it, I found a yellow one. And I was like, oh, what's this? And it was Muppet Vision 3D. And I was like, there we go. Oh, shit. <laughs> I will take that. Cool. Thank you. So I have my first designed magic band that I bought outside of, you know, the process of it. Um, so I'll keep that one for a while. I was pretty happy about that. Um, Chase, who has been on a cinema showdown, he had his uh, baby girl not too long ago. So we got her. Uh, her mom's obsessed with Moana. So we got one of those Moana dolls. I was really surprised at the lack of baby clothing uh, at Disney. And whether it was the parks or World of Disney and Disney Springs in general, just really surprised at the overall shortage of baby clothes. Huh. Um, do you know how much money I would have personally had to throw down if they had like little Moana dresses, little Rapunzel dresses? And I mean for like infants, not just like my five year old, right? Um, not my five year old, but whatever. Uh, and I bought a lot of Black Panther stuff from my buddy Taylor. Oh, I will say the coolest thing that was picked up this trip was at Haunted Mansion. They now have little dioramas of um, scenes from the ride. And uh, one of them is Madame Leota's. And Taylor actually bought it and we have it set up and I should have brought it down with me. But essentially, there's a base. There's three walls, one behind it and two to the side. And it comes with a table. It comes with a, a thread that you can put Madame Leota's ball in and then tie it to the side. So Madame Leota is like kind of hanging right above her seance table. And uh, it's like a little diorama that you can have in your house for Haunted Mansion. Pretty cool. Like, and it was like $20. It was like, done. Easy. That's awesome. So when we were there the last time, I impulse bought one of those ghosts in a jar. Did <laughs> you see those? I did. Yeah. I didn't see what was really. Is it just empty? No, it, it depends on which one you buy. Like, you could buy a jar for different ghosts. I obviously got Hatbox Ghost. Oh, um, right, then, right, right. You, know, you tap the jar and it'll light up and it has three different audio things that it plays. So. Gotcha. Hey, uh, can, yeah. I, can I just interrupt real quick and say that the Haunted Mansion dioramas are on shopdisney.com? Are they? I'm going to go check these out. Yeah. I, I forget what the other one was. I don't think it was Graveyard. I also I don't want to say it was the bride because I feel the, like Taylor would have. Is it the bride? It was the bride. <laughs> and we're going to buy that too. She just picked probably Madame Leota out of the two. Yeah, the only ones that are showing up right now are Madame Leota and the Bride. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I, I I had a really good time with it. I was afraid it was going to be a little like like hokey or not easy to set up, but it was a very easy setup. It's a the, the tying of the string is a little difficult, just the weight of Madame Leota's uh, crystal ball. Mm-hmm. But um, again, for like someone who loves like that's her favorite ride at Disney. So to be able to have that little piece of it at the at the house is totally worth it. So like, how, and how big is it? Um, I would say it's about the width. I mean, of my hand, it's probably a little bit bigger, right? Uh, if you look at your hand, it's at least that long. I'd say it's at least that wide. It's about that tall. So yeah, your hand, just your hand all the way around. It's huh. probably a little bit bigger than that too. Totally. Uh, is it twenty dollars still? It's 25. 25. 25. Totally worth it. Yeah. Totally worth it for the size it is. And like the amount of parts in there, like on, at least for Madame Leota's table, it has candles, tarot cards. It has one of the instruments in the back, 
chair, the ball, tons of stuff. So totally worth it. We just got a text, uh, a chat message. In Twitch? Yeah. I don't know how long ago. <laughs> well, Jillian's on a road trip, so I know she wasn't coming in. Uh, Who's Tarkov Rat? Does anyone know? No. Do we have Are a rango? Tarkov underscore rat. Tartob? Tarkov. Tarkov. Well, well, what what did they say? (laughs) You ever seen the video of the guy holding the duck and the duck starts playing the drums? (laughs) (laughs) His little web feet are just... (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Totally. Yes, we have. Is that all that's... No, that's it. (laughs) It's a good video. Thanks, Tarkov Rat. I appreciate the participation. <laughs> you get a gold star, um, Tarkov Rat. The only, the last thing I'll say here is completely unrelated from Disney, and probably gonna have to be on the next episode, or maybe Cinema Showdown. I don't know. Uh, Jordan, I watched Army of the Dead, and I know what you're thinking, and the answer is yes. There are very heavy grease uh, references in it. Should I Good? watch Army of the Dead? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Was Jordan really thinking that? No. Well, to be fair, I think anything that Jordan does in his head, just a little bit is like, how many Greek references are we going to see in this thing? Oh, Greece. Not... Okay. okay. Hold on. There, there is a Hold moment on. in it where like, the zombies start like... like... I, I legitimately thought you meant Greece the fucking musical. I'm yeah. like, why would I think that? I'm, I'm, glad, no. I'm glad we both did, Jordan. Thank yeah. you. No, hand jiving zombies. Wow. You burn the fucking. Uh, yeah. Very heavy Greek mythology references in Army of the Dead, like heavily. Okay. So totally worth your two and a half hours. Good. I'm. I, I mean, I love a good Zack Snyder zombie movie. Okay. One of my favorites. I, I was exactly the same way. I put it on on Sunday when I got back from uh, the wedding, and um, I was like, two and a half hours. I'm not gonna be able to finish this." And then two and a half hours later, I was like, "Oh, it doesn't feel like two and a half hours, but that number is daunting when you're first looking at it." I mean, the last Zack Snyder movie I watched was four hours long, so <laughs> <laughs> this is the appetizer to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, we're we're good. Yeah. So, okay, okay, Jordan, now, now should I stop the episode? Yeah, we can stop the episode. Okay, hey, guys, Ryan, thank you for coming on and telling us about Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> yeah, man, thanks for having me come on here, very scheduled and not uh, just last minute popping on. You were past last minute last time. You were, like, we were mid-show, and I, this is not a complaint, sir. That was amazing. <laughs> you can hide You, you can put that on Coronado Springs uh, Wi-Fi. Oh. I will. I threw shade. <laughs> They're like, that's it. We're discontinuing the Mickey Mutineer sponsorship. I, Giuseppe, did you know about this? Why do you keep bringing Giuseppe into this shit? Because he is our financier. And Hold on. No, all, no, all sponsorship no, goes no, through Giuseppe. No, what? no. What? Choose your words. He's not. Uh, he's de- definitely not mine. He doesn't represent me. Well, no. He's like. 
Maybe uh, he should. He's the finance uh, department of the Mickey uh, Mutineers. So it's not, he doesn't represent uh, you as a person, but as a team. Giuseppe. <laughs> Can we all agree on this? If there was never any more t-shirts that families made at Disney World of like drinking around the world or like whatever shirts they make, we'd be okay, right? How yeah. many most expensive day ever shirts did you see? Uh, okay. The only good thing about them was seeing how many came out from the pandemic. Because I have seen social Disneying. That was one. Uh, I saw one that said, uh, I'm sick of quarantine. Let's go to Disney. Uh, <laughs> I saw one about locking down alcohol that was just very tacky and solely for Epcot. But yeah. Outside of those shirts that I saw for this, eliminate it completely. So, how many how many free uh, spirit jerseys did you get for showing under boob? <laughs> I understand that reference. I I have been showing under boob. Throw Disney out of it. Everywhere I went for the past thirty two years, I have been flashing under boob everywhere. I'm not discontinued. I'm not. I'm not knocking out the place of your work, Jordan. I've been showing significant underboob at that location, and I haven't mm-hmm. gotten jack shit. It's true. TikTok and TikTok TikTok influencers show underboob once, and they get spirit jerseys. So, so yeah, that, that guess- person also also proceeded to get dragged all over social media. So, yeah. Well, also, if I was hot, then. Maybe this would be a different thing. So my takeaway from this is that we just need to step up our underboob game. Now, see, here's the thing. I, I don't know. If I step up, first off, underboob. If I step up underboob, it's boob. <laughs> I can't show more underboob. It's just boob. True. So. Uh, yeah, no, I, that's, well, that's not true. That's not true. Because mm, if you had bigger boobs, you'd have bigger underboob. Like, where does oh underboob stop? Are we talking right? Like- well, listen, hold on. Are we talking like surface area underboob or like quality underboob? Like, are we? Are is it quanti- Is a quantity versus quality thing? I, I I feel like in this in this situation it would be quantity because we're stepping up the underboob game, so we're okay. more underboob. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Jake's right. It would be quantity. So you need bigger boobs to have then more coverage of under. But again, right. where does that stop? Are we talking like bottom of the nipple? Nipple. nipple. I think as soon as nipple, nipple. is visible, you're past under. Then you're like under. like right like right where the areola meets the skin. Like okay. the flesh. Right. But if we even like tape the nipple up, right? Like tape the nipple okay. up and show more, then you're there. But the minute that like even like the areola is shown, you're done. Yeah. But also people with that, then it just looks stupid. People with higher nipples have an advantage over the rest of us. That's true. And they deserve the shirt. They've, they've had so much trouble through life that they deserve that shirt more. That's nipple privilege. Not just any shirt. A spirit jersey. <laughs> and on that nipple note, privilege. <laughs> listener, if you've made it this far, I hope you enjoyed that. In fact, I hope, I hope you enjoyed the whole thing. If you did enjoy this, we are the Mickey Mutineers. And if you didn't enjoy this, we are Radio Harambe.
I just wanted horse dick. <laughs>